How's it going, Orange County? How are we feeling after the first match of the season that saw uh, Orange County not victorious? Uh, we're here to talk about that. Uh, and just know, it's not the end of the world, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast or on Facebook at Orange and Black Soccer Cast. How's it going, Orange County? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club its fans and supporters. I'm your host, Ray Samora, and I'm with you pretty much each and every episode as we discuss all things Orange County Soccer Club. Joining me as he does each and every episode, but this time remotely, and he's going to join us for a split second to say hi, head off uh, to drive because we do not condone uh, podcasting and driving, but we'll get him on here really quick. Let's bring him on here. That's Dylan from Caroline Coalition. Dylan, how's it going, my man? Hello, everyone. Um it's going well, and I'm glad to be here as always. Here is, of course, relative as I am in the car, um, but I'm happy to be here and talking about some soccer. Yeah, you're pulling off your best Francis Jacobs slash Rob Kiernan um, impersonation here. Rob Kiernan, you know, one episode he was in his car speaking to us, and then, of course, that's like the perfect Francis Jacobs look on the top of your head there. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little bit inspired. Maybe, uh, you know, if I if I do some weird stuff with my hair, he'll find his way onto the pitch or something. Um, I think my ultimate goal is a little bit more Jack and Parado. So I've got the hair tie somewhere in here and I could, could get it all back and just let it go crazy. But, you know, that's it. That's probably a different podcast. I mean, we're two minutes into this and it's already something. We're already talking about your hair. Yeah, yeah, we're already talking so. about chair. Well, <laughs> we're going to let you go uh, for a moment, Dylan. Go drive where you need to get to. We're going to um, remove you from the stream really quick so we don't have to hear all the noises while you're driving. And then Dylan will let us know once he's in a safe location to talk to us again. I also got to welcome on who, uh, the man who's going to be holding down the floor with me here for the uh, first bit of the show. And that's the man up in Reno, Brad. Brad, how are you doing, my man? I'm doing all right. Uh, can I just comment on Dylan's setup in that car? It's like better than his traditional setup when he's at home or not at home, but elsewhere. You know, the the frame was perfect on his face. It was like dead center. His audio quality was perfect, spot on, and lighting was perfect. Exactly, I mean, everything. It was like the perfect setup for Mister uh, for Mister uh, Dylan. There, I'm gonna bring both of us on here if I can make this work. There we go. I figured things out here. Um, yeah, I've only been doing this for, what, now three and a half years, so I'm figuring things oh, out as we go yeah. along. If you haven't noticed yet, we are missing one of our normal members of our team. Uh, the man down in San Diego was too scared to jump on the podcast this week after not one, but both of the teams he covers in the USL dropped all their points up in Tacoma, left with nothing. So uh, he 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 uh, sent a message earlier and said, I got tickets to the Padres game. Uh, but we all know the truth, right? He he was just a little uh, embarrassed to make it onto the show, um, and uh, and you know who could blame him? I mean, that, I think that was very unanticipated that Tacoma would take all six points over the weekend. Let's talk about Tacoma, but we'll specifically focus on the Orange County side of things. Uh, I'm going to use I'm going to try something new this episode. If it works, great. If it doesn't, we won't ever do it again. But I'm going to. Uh, use three words or phrases that we're going to use as our key topics that we're going to discuss when we're discussing this match. I'm going to open it up to a bunch of other stuff. So Brad, I'm not for forcing you to stick to these three topics. Uh, but uh, the, the three words we're going to look at here is NBA pace and ouch. So uh, I, I, you guys get your brain spin and trying to figure out what these words are representing. I think some of them are a little bit more obvious than others. Uh, the first one we're going to go to is NBA. Um, and it, it, this is not just an NBA thing, but I just think of it, this phrase, uh, relating to NBA and that is a schedule loss. 
Uh, and so a lot of times when you look in the NBA schedule, you'll pencil in these matches or not matches, these games that are like the second night of a back-to-back on the road as sort of a, an almost automatic loss or at least a, a match that's going to be a little bit difficult or a game that's going to be a little bit difficult. I know you have these sometimes in the NFL, sometimes in MLB as well, but I, I mostly relate it to NBA. And the reason why I bring that up for a soccer podcast is um, you can look at this Orange County game, and I know it's very disappointing that Orange County goes up to Tacoma, uh, lays a goose egg, lose the, the game 1-0, but I'm looking at it as really this is a schedule loss in my opinion. No knock on Tacoma. Tacoma looks like they're going to be a good team early on. We've seen it in the past with some of these two teams that um, that you know get off to really good starts and then maybe die down at the end, and sometimes that relates to those teams have this chemistry uh, early on because they've been playing for years. Uh, but let's um, look at this, right? Tacoma was playing their third game of the season and their second game in a, like a four day span. So uh, they are at that point now where they've played a, a, a first game. They've play, now played a second game. They're sort of hitting their stride now into their season. Whereas Orange County is coming into this game, very first time playing a competitive game in the 2021 season. And um, on top of that, you look at it, they were the last of the USL championship teams to start their season. Uh, And this was also, you look at it, it's traveling to Tacoma. I know when you look at a US map, Tacoma doesn't look like it's that far from Southern California. But when you think about it, that's one of the furthest travel distances you're going to have as Orange County this season when you're playing an away game, um, uh, other than the trip to the East Coast uh, in the season. So uh, it's not the easiest thing. And we do know that Orange County was at Championship Soccer Stadium on Friday. So we know they didn't go up there a couple of days early to maybe, you know, get rid of the jet lag and be ready for a match. So uh, I think a lot of things combined in this, we look at this, you have to look at this as um, yes, it's a loss. I'm not giving any excuse to orange County, but I'm looking at the schedule and saying that played a big part of that. Brad, what are your thoughts on my thoughts on that? I think a loss is a little pessimistic. If you were penciling in a game against uh, Tacoma as a loss, I mean, obviously none of us were, Uh, I believe last week, all of us predicted a uh, orange County win, which might have been a little optimistic, but we weren't expecting to be a 1-0 game, and I definitely wasn't expecting Orange County to come out and lay a goose egg at the beginning of the year. Um, but when you said NBA, honestly, I thought that you were going to be making a, a statement about how like tall Euro Markinen or Euro Markinen, yeah, uh, Markinen is. And he's huge. He is a huge, huge player, and uh, I think he got uh, some uh, playing time earlier than he was even anticipating um, because of something that happened in this match. Um, is there anything Orange County could have done differently other than maybe um, you know not pushing the schedule back so far to get things started? Um, do you? It's I know you sort of said. I mean, th- this is a tough match for your first match playing so late into the season, right? Mm, yeah. I wouldn't disagree with you. I think Tacoma is a good team. I think it definitely helps that they've played two games prior. Um, The only thing I can think of, you know, specifically not talking about the game, but preparing for it is maybe planning out a, uh, a more either difficult or back heavy preseason to where you're not playing, um, you know, Ventura County fusion at the end of the uh, preseason, but instead playing a team like the Colorado switchbacks or another team that doesn't start their regular season, or at least more than one or two uh, USL championship level teams with the switchbacks. And I believe LA galaxy two being the only, the only uh, teams that were USL championship that uh, orange County played at the beginning of the year. So I got to just take a quick break from our topic. And for those of you that are listening to the podcast that, you know, we do our live stream. So there's actually people commenting as we are doing this. And there's actually someone in the comments, they haven't given permission for their Facebook profile to show. Um, but their comment is there's two comments, two parts watching while on my honeymoon in Reno. So Brad, maybe, uh, you need to find out who this is. Go, uh, go, uh, give them a, a honeymoon gift, right. Or something. <laughs> Reach out to me on uh, Twitter. I'll I'll point you into some of the best areas to to have a good uh, week weekend, whatever it is uh, up in here in Reno. However long you're up here, I'll point you in the right direction of where to go to celebrate. 
since when is Tuesday part of the weekend there, Brad? Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's move on a little what? bit. And then... Why are people honeymooning on a Tuesday? <laughs> let's uh, move on to the other two words we had, and then we'll just do more just general discussion of this match. Uh, the second word I did call out was pace. Uh, one of the things I think that maybe frustrated a lot of Orange County fans in this match were the number of times the AR lifted their flag uh, specifically on one individual on the roster, and that's uh, Ronaldo Damas. Uh, Brad, he's fast, right? He is a fast guy on the pitch. And I think there's going to be a lot more frustration as the season goes on that I think there's going to be a lot of ARs that can't keep up with a Ronaldo down the pitch. And they're just going to say, well, I, I couldn't tell. I'm just going to wait, raise my flag because it looks like it's offside. So what do you think? He's too fast. And I think minus the, what was it, like seven, eight offsides called against him. I actually didn't keep track, but it was a big number. Uh, six as a team for Orange County, according to the USL Championship website. I think all of those were on Damas. Uh, he was constantly offsides. Uh, I really, really, really like the, the pace that he can bring to the team. I think he needs to figure out the control side of that. Uh, and that's the one thing that I think Orange County had as the brightest thing, but never really able to to capitalize on it because he was constantly offsides and that's a liability. Um, there's plenty of promise there. Obviously, first regular season game. Uh, I thought he had a really good preseason. And I really think that, you know, if he figures out his pacing and getting on page with his teammates and figuring out how to get that attack to work, he's going to get the ball through nine times out of 10. He's fast. He's smart. He's a good player. So we'll see what has to happen. And I'm going to uh, maybe just sort of, I apologize for any noise there. I'm going to uh, assume there's probably some nerves that were playing a part uh, when it comes to uh, some of those offsides call. I'm not going to 100% blame the AR. Uh, there, there was definitely a lot on Ronaldo's fault for those offsides, but um, you know, the combination of first USL championship match and, uh, you know, again, there's not going to be any AR in the league that's going to be able to keep up with him down the sidelines, I think, played into that. Um, the last main topic I want to get to really quick, uh, and the word was ouch. Uh, many uh, Orange County fans were sort of holding their breath and we're still sort of holding our breath because we don't really know the exact details when um, Adam John went down on the left side of the pitch uh, on the final third of the area. And I'm going to remove the highlights from our live stream because they're just not working out perfectly here. So let's just go ahead and remove that. It's a little choppy. Um, trying something out here. It wasn't quite working. Um, but uh, uh, Adam Sean went down with an injury. That's why Eero Markinen uh, came into the match. Uh, you knew right away when the sub was made, uh, you know, without any you know, seeing Adam walk or anything like that, which I, I mean, you sort of anticipate you watch him. He was down there in agony for quite a while. Uh, what kind of blow is that to orange County losing Adam John? What looks to be probably for a decent amount of time now, um, Brad. Oh, it's huge. Um, you know, we were coming into the season thinking as Adam John as you know, one of those guys that's going to step up with, you know, Darwin Jones also sustaining an injury at the beginning of the year, um, you know, filling in for Aiden Quinn as a scoring threat or someone who can help at, in the final third. Someone to to make the team, you know, that scoring threat that we've been looking for. Um, and you have to have a next man up mentality. And it looks like that next man is going to be marketing. Um, but you never know. Uh, it's a long season. Uh, hopefully he can come back. Hopefully it's just like a little tweak and it's, it's gone. You know, he's gone for maybe two to five games. That's, I think, very hopeful. Um, but if you looked at the injury, you know, on the slow-mo replay that they showed, it's non-contact. It's definitely a knee tweak. Um, hopefully not an ACL, but you could tell immediately he was coming out of the game at that point, um, you know, 30, 35, 38 minutes in. So hopefully, you know, got to keep your fingers crossed. It's not season-ending, but those types of injuries, especially with the knee, are very hard to come back immediately. 
Definitely. And I know um, Andy, who listens to our show quite a bit and actually helps us out with our show from time to time. Um, I guess he's experienced knee injuries in the past and he was just sort of, he's no doctor and he didn't, he hasn't seen Adam John's knee other than what we all saw on TV that it could potentially be, um, you know, something to do with, with one of those ligaments in the knee, which is never a good thing. Um, the, I guess the good news for, um, Adam John is, you know, if you look back like 30 years ago, those types of injuries were potentially career ending injuries where now with medicine, you can actually recover from those injuries. It doesn't mean you're going to be as good, but you can definitely recover from that. If it's a serious injury, again, we don't know the seriousness of the injury. The club has not released a, an official statement on that. Uh, so, uh, it's just, we're, it's, it, we're like all of you, we're going to be waiting and seeing what kind of announcements we get. I know, um, some fans, have reached out to Adam on social media to wish him well. And I think there was a, uh, I want to say Instagram post from Adam basically saying he doesn't know the extent of it yet. Um, that was earlier today. So we'll just have to wait and see what's going on there. Like you said, someone's going to have to step up. Uh, one potential candidate is Eero Markkinen. Another potential option for Orange Candy would be uh, sliding uh, Thomas Endovoltson up to that spot where Adam John was going to be playing. Uh, maybe slide Chris Weehan over to where... Uh, and Avolta was playing and then fill in at that spot with maybe like a uh, Miko Kuningas or, or one of the other um, options you have in the midfield. So the, the cool thing with the depth that orange County has is you have options and you have some players that are very flexible around the pitch. The, the bad thing with it is you can only sustain so much when it comes to injuries, especially when we get into July, uh, uh, you know, where you're going to have to, you're going to have to rotate. You're going to have to be able to move players in and out regardless of what's going on. Um, so that's going to be difficult if this is a, an extended absence uh, from, from Adam John. All right. So those were the three key words I wanted to look at here. There's a lot more to talk about in this game. I want to just uh, open it up to you, Brad. Is there anything else on this game that, that you saw or this match that you saw uh, that you want or feel like you want to bring and, and speak about? I mean, Preseason injuries, I think, is the big word I'm looking for. Uh, personally, you know, with the loss of, you know, Darwin Jones and Seth Kasipley, you know, you're seeing players like McCabe, Tommy McCabe, uh, come out of nowhere to kind of start in the game when we were seeing him, I think, in the second preseason game when uh, they played against uh, Azusa Pacific that we casted that one game. And then you see Brian Olosky also playing in the starting lineup. Um you know, and these are players that I wasn't expecting to at least be starting immediately in the season. Um, however, you know, injuries is looking to be a huge factor going into this 2021 season. Um, hopefully the team can keep the conditioning up. Um, obviously, it's still early in the season, so you can look to bring in new players if Orange County, excuse me, chooses to do so. Um, and hopefully, you know the team can continue to build and and play well. Although I do think and I do still believe that uh, Domus is a player to keep an eye out for. Um, he's, like like everyone keeps saying, he's so fast. Um, all it takes is one good break, one good counter for him to pull a, a play where he's running across the field with the ball and, and getting a one-on-one -on -one opportunity with the keeper. Uh, and I think he's talented enough to put that in, you know, nine times out of ten. Um but I guess it's just a, we have to wait and see and be patient. You're not hitting the panic button after one game, especially a one to zero, you know, loss to Tacoma defiance where I felt like orange County was the better team that game. Um, so you just gotta, you just gotta be patient. You know, it's the first game of the year uh, and we'll have to see what happens. I, I know the shots were like 14 to five, so no panic button. It's all good. Um, and I, I think I said it all. Yeah, no, de definitely. And, and again, I'm going to go back to that first, uh, word or phrase that well, NBA was the, was the word or phrase, but you know, the schedule loss, right. I, I think that's going to be a big thing. So yeah, definitely no time to panic for orange County fans, uh, as we move on and, and it, you know, there's not much time to even think about it, right? Because the wonderful thing about this sport is you pretty much have a, a match every week, sometimes two matches in a week. Uh, and so Orange County is going to have a chance to uh, recover from probably what they would feel is disappointing, uh, an opening loss. Uh, they're going to host Sacramento this weekend at Championship Soccer Stadium. So a chance to play for the first time in front of their fans in over 
uh, what is it like? I, I think the club tweeted out something, something like the 400s or something like that. Days, yeah, yeah so, a, a huge amount of games since they've been in front of fans. It, the last time they played officially in front of fans was the home opener of 2020 against El Paso. Um, so let's look ahead to that match because, I mean, Sacramento is always one of the more difficult teams to face in the Western Conference. And, of course, they are in this Pacific division that Orange County is a part of. Um, what do we know about Sacramento? I know you, uh, you know, as a Reno, former Reno supporter, you, you guys know a little bit more about Sacramento than we probably do. I don't know if you still have been following them, Brad, but, um, what can Orange County fans and Orange County, you know, the players expect out of Sacramento from what you've seen? I mean, Sacramento as a team has had their players, you know, you have players like Cam Awasa, uh, Belmar, Mitch Tainter, um, uh, Derek Formella, who've been there and know the system very well. Um, you know, they know Mark Briggs' system up there in uh, Sacramento. They've been in that system for years. Uh, and these are players that have that been playing together for so long. They have that uh, synergy, that team chemistry that we are still looking for Orange County. Um, they're a good team. They've played two games this season. Uh, they beat LA Galaxy 1-0 with a late goal from Tucker Bone, a former Reno player who just joined Sacramento in the offseason. Um, they also played Vegas, and as much as I love to trash on Vegas, they lost 3-1 to to Sacramento and were actually competitive for, I would say, 50-odd minutes uh, until they kind of let in some of the sloppiest goals that you can imagine. Um, but... Sacramento is a good team. You know, if you can pull a draw against Sacramento, you're happy. If you can win, you're even happier. Um, but hopefully it's keeping it a, you know, a competitive game is what I would hope to see out of Sacramento against Sacramento. And by the sounds of it, the team is adding field seats. I don't know if that's accurate or whatnot, but they sold out all the available stadium seating seats and are now adding field level seats, which I think sounds amazing. Yeah, I, I haven't heard anything on the news with the seating, but that definitely does sound amazing. Um, news is Orange County is heading into the yellow tier, uh, the the state tier system in on Wednesday. So tomorrow, actually, we're recording this on a Tuesday evening. Um, so I mean that that means the restrictions are a little bit less now. I know there's still some of the key restrictions. Uh, it, it's all percentage based on the number of seats you have. Um, you know what you can do. The cool thing with those field seats, those folding chairs that you can put out on the field, is you can still manage the the clusters with those uh, unlike the general uh general admission seats that are on the um one goal line that's difficult to sort of manage who can sit there the rest of the seats you, you can sort of tape off or you know sort of manage those and you'll be able to do that with those field seats um so that'll be definitely um um a fun match. I think the fans are going to a be excited for this. They've been waiting for this for such a long long time. Um, and I think the players are going to feed off the energy that these fans will be able to bring. Uh, and, and I think it'll be an exciting game. I'm looking forward to it. Um, you're, we're going to have to see who's going to step up uh, to fill in for some of these injuries. Uh, you know, one of those uh, players potentially that can, that can step in and, and perform and do something good for the team is uh, the youngster, uh, Jack Imperato, uh, who made his first appearance for the club off the bench up in Tacoma, maybe we'll we'll see him make another appearance, and potentially maybe you see him uh, thrown into a uh, uh, more prominent role with some of these injuries going on. Who knows? Um, is there a player for Orange County that you're looking at that uh, either that you're looking that needs to step up or that you feel will step up in this match uh, to help lead Orange County uh, to the victory side of things? Uh, I'm going to say two. Uh, I'm going to say a, a step up and a calm down. Um, I think I'll, the calm down is obvious. We've talked about him so much. Uh, Damas just needs to settle in. He needs to pick his points to attack um, and use that speed smartly. Because if he keeps getting offsides five, six times a game, you're not going to be able to get sustained offensive possession. Um, the player that I would love to see step up this season is, uh, you know, Grandpa himself, uh, Mr. Ennevoldson. Um, you know, the, I believe he's 33. He just turned 33 recently. Um, but he's the player that everyone needs to look to, you know, to kind of step up in that offense. He's been in Orange County. He knows how they're, how they're going to play. 
Um, and he needs to, especially with these newer players that are just stepping into the team, uh, he needs to kind of help sort them out and where they're going to be um, and kind of guide that offense because, you know, 14 shots is great, um, but, you know, if you can't get a one on the board, you know, then what's the point? And I think Enna Voldson's talented enough and a good enough leader to be able to distribute and help the players uh, figure out where they need to be on the field. And, and he's, he's a proven USL championship scorer. He did it for orange County um, mm-hmm. a few seasons back where he was an MVP candidate along with Aiden Quinn. Uh, so we know that he can do it. The only thing maybe that would be holding him back is the age. He's, he's hitting that point in his career where he's at the latter part of his, his, uh, you know, his peak time as, as a footballer slash soccer player. So we'll have to see that happens. Um, but you know what? We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about Sacramento, but I don't want to waste time. We actually have a guest that's joining us here for the first time on our episode, and he's probably going to play a big part uh, in what is hopefully a victory for Orange County this weekend against Sacramento. Uh, he's one of the newest members of the team joining us this offseason, and that is goalkeeper Patrick Rakowski. Patrick, uh, welcome to the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. How's it going? Hi. Good. Good. So, um, you know, I was excited when when uh, the club said we'll be able to get you on the show here because um, it's definitely rare that we get newcomers in uh, from uh, – well, rarely that we get uh, players on the show that are coming from other countries. Sometimes there's the language barriers and stuff like that. Let me ask you this quick question. Uh, you know, you've now been here. You've played your first official match with Orange County in the USL Championship. Um, how was that experience, and how does it compare to your experience playing overseas? Um, so I was happy to – to um, play my first game, obviously. And it was definitely a different level than our preseason games, even if we played already against uh, Galaxy 2, even uh, uh, the switchbacks. Um, but it was just a different feeling because it was actually our first season game. Um, the, the speed, the passing, everything, it was, it was a good level. The only thing that was really weird for me was the baseball stadium. Like, I've never played in a baseball stadium that the field was really small. Like, I don't know if I ever played in s- such a small field like that. Um, but I know some teams, I don't think in our division besides um, Tacoma plays on a baseball field. But I know that Tulsa and other teams are playing on a baseball field. So, yeah, we probably have to get used to that. I think if you get to play against Vegas, I, I, I think there's oh, yeah. is a former baseball field that's been sort of converted to an official soccer stadium, but it still probably has some of those smaller dimensions, probably. Uh, let me ask you this, then, just talking about the dimensions of a baseball field. Uh, if you if 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 someone came with you and said, hey, I'll give you $1,000 if you can kick it to the, you know, in the air to the other end line, would you be able to do that? Well, it's probably still too big for that, but you could see already in a game, I think I had one. A ball from the hand, what I uh, kicked to Eru Markkanen, and it was pretty far. Like I think it was one two bounces and was in, a, in the other box, so it was not the most perfect kick. So I think maybe with a little bit wind or a good kick, I could make it probably in the other box. Perfect. And um, so you know that first experience against Tacoma, unfortunately, the club walks away with no points from that match. Uh, we were talking about it, Brad and I, before you joined on that, you know, the schedule probably played a little part of that. You have Tacoma that's now already played a couple games that are competitive and you're hitting your first competitive match. Um, how, how did the club approach that, that knowing that the other teams already sort of gotten into the flow and you guys are still trying to figure things out so early in the season like that? Um, I mean, it was not a real big, a big uh, thing for us. I mean, we played our preseason games. We had a uh, good opponent with Galaxy and Switchbacks. I think at the end, uh, the college teams didn't have the levels. Also, the last team, but I think it was uh, League Two, USL League Two. You could see that they didn't have that level of, of the USL team, but still, I think we thought we were really good prepared. Also, in the locker room on our trip, we were all mentally there. We were really excited. And then you could just see that uh, um, that Tacoma already played two of shield games. It just something different it's you can't really describe it um just kind of advantage i think if you already have some games the same is going to happen now with sacramento they already played few games galaxy i think i think they played already four or five games so it's definitely advantage to have already some serious games but um all in all we also have to be really honest and say we played really bad 
on that day. And I think I had that feeling that even if we played another game, you just wouldn't score. It was just one of these days. They had one shot, what was kind of like our mistake. I think we could clear it before that. And besides that, they didn't have an actual chance. And we were kind of pushing, especially on the second half. And we just didn't have that luck, maybe. I remember that one situation after the throw-in. Um, where we had, I think, three, four shots in like 10 seconds and it was all blocked. So, yeah, I think we can't be happy, but it was also a little bit unlucky and now we are looking forward for Sacramento. So you've joined Orange County. Um, you know, we over the last few years, Orange County fans have been a little spoiled with the quality of goalkeepers they've had uh, when you look around the league and, and, and whatnot. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the Finnish league isn't easily available to many people here in the United States. So uh, we're limited to what we know about you as a player. So, uh, you know, we've seen you in your first official match, but let the fans know, like, uh, who Patrick Rakowski is and what you bring to this team, this club, uh, as a goalkeeper uh, on the pitch. So I think you could see also in the first game that I like to play with my feet. I'm not the type of goalie who's just going to kick it long. I mean, yeah, if the chances there, I like to start a counter-attack or if it makes sense, I'm going to play it on our tall boys in front. So I like to play on the ground, maybe just a little chip to my fullbacks. Um, this is definitely something what is maybe a little bit unique. That was something that was in Finland, also in Belgium, Germany, before something where people were like, yeah, that's kind of special about me. Besides that, um, I like to talk a lot, coach my, my defenders, kind of try that the opponent doesn't even get the chance just about this coaching, um, getting my my main probably defenders on the right spots. It's a, let's say attacking players don't have any chance to score. And yeah, besides that, I think I'm pretty good in a one against once. And yeah. All right. Um, so obviously with... Uh... Injuries being a huge thing that's coming up, uh, I guess, who do you think is going to replace Adam John at least immediately for the uh, Orange County uh, attack going forward? Well, I think we saw it already. Ero Malkanen is probably going to hop in. Um, I mean, it's kind of the same style of play. I think Adam was maybe a little bit more the guy who also went out to the sides. Um, Ero is probably more the guy who is going to be a target and then go straight in the box. Um, but I think he's probably going to replace him also because he has the height. Okay. And then uh, the new players that are coming in, uh, Orange County uh, gets on loan some players from Rangers Football Club, uh, Rice Breen and Jack Thompson. Uh, how long do you think until we see them coming into the game and how do you think they're going to impact the team, you know, speaking of depth on the roster? So they trained today the first time with us. Um, they all seem pretty fed it so I don't think it's going to be a big issue about that. How you see it sometimes like, oh, it's a new player. He needs to get fit. It's going to take two or three weeks. So I don't think it's going to take that long. Um, of course, it's also probably going to depend on all the injuries if we have. Also, it's going to, who knows what's going to happen. So, I mean, I think they are ready for the first game now on Saturday. Um, but we also know that uh, you have uh, Kevin Alston who's coming back. Um, or could maybe get back. You have a Darwin who's also kind of ready, so it kind of probably going to depend what we'll need. Um, so I would say this week or maybe next week they should be in our squad. All right, and my last question for you, kind of a little bit of a joke question, but uh, have you seen uh, Francis Jacobs make the uh, not top ten list on a uh, Sports Center? Oh, yeah, I think everyone saw that. <laughs> uh, can you help him with that golf swing? Because I'm not uh, a golfer, but that's embarrassing. Oh, I, I think I was in the second group and I was standing there and it's like, please, the ball has to go over the water. My my club is, has to stay in my hands. It was my only wish. I made it. I was so happy. So, yeah, I'm not surprised that someone hits it in the water, but this was uh, pretty funny. He, he deserves the ESPN, not top, top 10. Hey, but you, you let, let's just say this, right? I mean, I get it. It's the not top 10, but it's still, you know, exposure for the club when something like that happens, which has to be a, a pretty uh, exciting thing for, for the players when a, a small club like Orange County gets uh, on a national uh, sports center broadcast, right? Oh, totally. I mean, I know how many people who saw the show ever heard about Orange County Soccer Club. So I think now we are really well known. 
Perfect. Uh, let me just ask you a, a couple random questions, some soccer related, some not, and then we'll okay. let you go. Um, one thing I wanted to just ask you in, you know, by all means, if it's too difficult, let me know. But okay. is there like one stop that you've made in, in goal that's just like this, like defining moment for you that, that you think back, you're like, I can't believe I made that stop. Uh, and if you can remember one of those, can you sort of explain it to us? Um, I well, I I have two situations in my mind. One was uh, in a friendly game. Actually, they passed it. It was kind of like a two against one situation. They passed it to the other guy, and I was already kind of on the ground. Why ever? And I just lifted my leg, like I was in my stomach, and they lifted my leg up, and he hit my leg. So that was kind of a safe one. Like I don't know how we could not not score. And the other one is not really as safe it's actually one of the videos also what you maybe saw and when they signed me it was after a corner kick and then i kicked it long um and we scored in in germany so it was probably something that i will never forget like just save the corner kick kick it long and we scored the goal out of it um, yeah. Awesome. And, and I'm sure I, uh, you know, I, I coach my kids soccer team and uh, you know, the goalies, when they make those amazing saves, when they, you know, you, you, you can't even believe they made it. And my kids are like nine years old. Uh, you know, it, it, there's this feeling you could see it in their eyes, this excitement that they were able to pull that off. And I'm sure you've experienced that numerous times, which is awesome um, to hear and, and, and know about um, one other, just uh fun question for the fans to get to know you a little bit better. Uh, who would be on your top five list for all-time players? Uh, goalkeepers or like in general players? In general, any in any general position, players. all time. All time. Um, good question. So I lo I loved Ronaldinho when I was young. Um, he was probably I was a big Barcelona fan in the past, um, and he was probably one of the guys who just you could see he had just fun of playing. Like, yeah. Um, I could say out. Um, definitely Peter Cech. Um, he was a goalkeeper for Sparta Prague, and then he went to I think Nantes, Chelsea, Arsenal. I was one of his camps, a goalkeeper camps when I was really little, so I met him. Um, Tomasz Rosicki was definitely an idol. He also played for Sparta Prague when I was playing there. Then he went to Dortmund. Um, Manuel Neuer. Manuel Neuer is definitely, I trained with him a couple times when I was in the academy. Unbelievable what he can save, to be honest. I was 17, 16, 17. We did this exercise just standing in the middle, shot, uh, shot to the post. By him, it looked so easy. So I went there. I was like, okay, that's an easy exercise. And the goal, goalie just nailed it, scored. And everyone is like, why you don't save? And I'm like, I, I don't know. It looked so easy by you guys. I don't know how you do that. Um, then I miss one. Um, one guy is probably Martin Friedek. Um, he was one of my coaches in an in a academy. He was playing for, for Bayer Leverkusen in Germany. And he was pretty much pushing me um, in the academy. Cool. Um, I have one more for you. And then if uh, we, we do have our other... Uh, co-host Dylan, who's sort of on the move. So that's why he's not on the, on the screen okay. right now. If he gets back on time, I'll let him ask his typical question. But uh, um, let me ask you this question. Uh, I don't know what music service you use. If you use like something like Spotify, Apple music or whatever, but if you were to go on and like open up your music app right now, what song would be playing? So I'm not a really specific music guy. Usually I just see in a car, hear the radio. Um, in a in a in a in a changing room, it's always someone else who has the music playing. So I'm listening kind of everything. It could be from hip hop to um, rap to pop. So really, not one specific thing. Now, one it, is there any song that you've ever used in you know, recent times to pump yourself up uh, when driving to the stadium or or anything like that? Mm, not really. If I I like one Ed Sheeran. Adrian is one guy who I actually like also with my wife. So we like him and we hear actually a few songs of him. I, I don't think you can go wrong with Ed Sheeran. He's got so many like known songs. You just play any song of his and you start humming along because you've heard it a million times, whether it's on the radio or on one of those music apps we've talked about. Um, I do have Dylan. He's he's going to join really quick just to ask his typical question. This is a question he asks every <laughs> single player that joins us. So I'm going to bring okay. him on really quick, Dylan. 
Uh, hello, sorry um, for being late, and uh, thanks for joining us, Patrick. Um, my one super, super serious question for you is, what is your favorite vegetable, and how do you prepare it? Oof. Um, I would say carrots. I like carrots. Um, and then there was actually one dish. We, I, didn't, I don't know how we got it or from where, but we bake it in an oven, and we put some cinnamon sugar on it. Um, that was pretty delicious, so I would like that. Perfect. You can't, you can't go wrong with well, carrots. Such a simple, simple yeah. vegetable, right? Yeah, I mean, seems pretty simple. Almost everyone likes it. So, um, let me just uh, give you one opportunity here because this match coming up against Sacramento is going to be the first home match in front of fans in over a year. So there's, although it's going to be a limited amount of fans allowed into the stadium, I know those fans are going to be super excited, super rowdy and super pumped up to be there. What message do you have for those fans that'll be either attending the match or if they couldn't make it watching uh, on the, on the stream, uh, what message do you have for them uh, heading into the weekend? So first of all, I already read that it's uh, almost sold out for at least, I think thousand people are allowed to come. So that's awesome. Um, you can all believe us. We are really excited that you are coming. And also who's not coming, that you are supporting us in front of the TV or wherever you watch it. And uh, yeah, I think the people who were there already again in our last uh, preseason match could see that we have really fun to play in front of you guys. And um, yeah, we are just really happy that you are back and we can play for you. Perfect. I know those fans are excited. If you have time, I do have one last question because a fan yeah, that's sure. watching the live stream did throw a question in, and we've been asking this a few times recently. Um, in your short time you've been here in Southern California in Orange County, is there a local business or restaurant that you've uh, that you found that you've just sort of been drawn to to keep returning? Um, not really returning. We have been there two times. It's um, now I have to. I hope I'm saying it right. It's I think it's called the Old Town Village or something like that. It's kind of a German marketplace, actually in Irvine. Um, so I don't know if it's the right name of it, but uh, there's kind of like a beer garden. Uh, and yeah, so we have been there. There was kind of a celebration of uh, we are halfway through Oktoberfest. So we have been there and they had like uh, some pretzel, they had some schnitzel and stuff like that. So it was pretty fun. So I'm going with that. Awesome. Glad glad you were able to find something that can at least get you somewhat closer to home uh, when it comes to some food and some experience there, which is pretty awesome. Uh, I want to thank you once again, uh, Patrick, for taking some time to join us here on the show. Uh, we look forward to uh, a, a great season from you and the and the, the rest of the boys at the club. And we'll, I'm sure we'll uh, we'll bump into each other at the stadium and we'll talk to you again soon. Sounds good. Nice to see Perfect. you guys. Thank you so much, ladies and, gentlemen. ladies and gentlemen. Again, that is goalkeeper for your Orange County Soccer Club, Patrick Rakowski. Thank you, Patrick. Um, let me uh, do this. Let me jump to Dylan since he's still on our stream right now. He's still walking, it looks like. I don't know if he's still on his uh, his evening out or or what's going on. But Dylan, uh, I'm, did you get to hear any of that conversation? And what are your thoughts of what you heard from Patrick? I got to hear that he likes carrots, so he and Richard Chaplow have a good bit in common. But other than that, um, we uh, apologies for the background noise, but we did. Sounds like Dylan's heading to the airport right now, huh? Man. And you know the Germans are stereotypically not the ones to ask about that, but you know <laughs> it works out. Perfect. And then um, I don't know if you still have a couple more minutes to stay with us. I just want to ask your quick thoughts on the match against Tacoma since we didn't get to hear from you on that. Um, I'll go really fast before my phone battery dies. Um, they play on a tiny field. We didn't play well. And I hope Adam John is okay. That was really fast. So uh, we'll let you go, Dylan. We Thank you for uh, jumping on just for a few moments. And I, I, I'm sure you did it just to keep your streak alive. That's the main reason you did it. Uh, but uh, enjoy the rest of your evening. And uh, we will definitely talk to you next episode. Um, let's go back to the to the Ray and Brad show here because that's pretty much what it's been here. Um, let's uh, get into this. Is, I know we sort of stopped midway in, on our talk about Sacramento, but I don't know if there's much more to talk about on that. I don't know if there's any other... Uh, topics or anything else that you wanted to uh, to talk about with the upcoming match before we go ahead and make some predictions? I mean, yeah, I was unmuted. Um, 
You were. Sacramento is a step up from Tacoma, in my opinion, although I haven't been able to see them, you know, side by side yet this season. They're a good team. I don't know what else to add other than they they're going to be a lot more unison of a roster um, than Tacoma is or really any other team at this point in the season because they've been together for so long and the new players have all had ties into similar systems or to each other. Um, I know there's three former Reno players on that roster currently. Um, it's it's going to be a tougher matchup in my opinion, although being at Championship Soccer Park is going to help. Um being in front of the live crowd is definitely going to bring the energy. Hopefully the team can feed off that. Um, and I have to stay, I have to stay positive, you know, that to come or that to come, that orange County does have a fighting chance against Sacramento. So are we doing predictions right now? Or do you have more you wanted to add? We could jump to predictions. If you're excited to get into predictions right now. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm hoping to open up my, uh, my scorecard in the year. Uh, I don't think any of us ever would have predicted a one zero loss. Uh, so let's, so. let's do this really quick before we do our predictions, right? Um, you pick, you, you're going to do your own prediction, but you also get to do a prediction for, um, for Dylan and, or, or, or Alan, you pick one of them and I'll do the other one. And what we're going to do is we're going to start keeping score of who, who, you know, actually gets the, the winner, right? I um, score is a completely different thing. If you get the exact score, you get like a bonus point. But as long as you pick the correct winner, or if it's a draw and you pick that, um, you'll get a point. We'll we'll see how this tallies up at the end of the season. We're gonna pass on last week because I didn't, you know, set that up. But we'll go with this weekend. Me and you are in control of uh, Dylan and Allen this week. So who do you want to? Whose score do you want to take? You're gonna do your own, and then you'll do one for someone else. I'll take Dylan's just because he was with us tonight and clearly his opinion was short, sweet, and succinct. So Dylan's going to guess that Sacramento is going to beat Orange County 2-0. That's Dylan's prediction. His word's not mine. (laughs) Perfect. And then uh, what is your prediction? Um, My personal prediction, I think this is going to be close. Um, I don't know if I'm as comfortable with saying Orange County is capable of winning this game. I think Sacramento is going to be definitely competitive. I'm going to say that this is a 1-1 draw. Uh, and I'm going to say that, you know, I think Damos is going to score this game. Uh, that's hopeful. Um, definitely, definitely saw a lot of good. He almost had a goal with that wonderful header, but he was offsides just like a lot that, that game against Tacoma. But I think he can kind of, if he can cool it down, simmer in, he's going to score a goal against uh, Sacramento. Perfect. And then I'm going to just throw this up here because one of our viewers, Russell, is suggesting it looks like four points if you get the correct outcome and a bonus three points if you get the correct score um, or for or for each correct score, right? So if you get the correct Orange County score or the correct uh, opponent score, you'll get a bonus three points. So you can actually get a max of 10 points each week. Do we want to go that route? We, we're in control. Little, I let, think that's a little too much points to keep a track of especially over a uh, 30 something game season um oh, come on i want to go for like 200 points on the season I, man. i'm definitely willing to say one one and one for each so or one score for the uh correct winner one for the uh correct score for both teams and one for or multiple if you get both you know a bonus point so like right, max so- of four or five I'm going to do the predictions for myself and also for Alan. I'm going to uh, leave this up from Russell. I'm going to let the people watching our, our stream here, you guys chime in. Do you agree with Brad's scoring method or do you want to go with Russell's scoring method for this? Let us know in the comments. Um, I'm going to predict, I'm going to do uh, Alan's prediction first, right? And I'm going to go for Alan. It's going to be a um, 10-10 draw. That is going to be his prediction. So if it's a draw, he's going to get whatever he gets for for accurately guessing who wins or loses or draws. And then if one of the teams does happen to score 10 points, he'll get those bonus points there. Um, and that's what he gets for being too scared to jump on the podcast because his teams didn't win over the past weekend. Um, we know he is definitely not at a Padres game. We know that is true. If he is at a Padres game, he should go ahead and show some proof for us. So we'll, we'll wait for that. Um, and then for my prediction, oh man, uh, I'm going to go with a 2-1 score in favor of Orange County. I think the home crowd's going to play a big part of this. I think playing in front of the fans 
will uh will be awesome. Uh so I, I, I'm gonna go with a two one Orange County victory. So uh Dylan and I'm um, so yeah, uh you Brad, you and Alan are both going for the draw. Um and Dylan is going for Sacramento. I'm going for Orange County. So um you didn't you didn't play your cards right on that one, Brad. I mean you're I, you're giving I Dylan to give a, him a realistic, realistic chance because because Dylan deserves one. He at least showed up. He wasn't he afraid. He just has scheduling deficiencies. There we go. We'll, we'll, we'll go with that. And by the way, just so you know, Brad, I'm looking on uh, the, the chats. Not many responses, but I do see someone, the one person that has sort of voted online is going for uh, Russell's point system. So that's going to be our point system. Four points for uh correctly guess or guessing the correct outcome and then a bonus three points if you get either of the teams score correct so that's the way this scoring is going to go so you can earn 10 points each week so if it is a 10 10 draw in this match alan is earning 10 points uh to to kick things off so that's a possibility there (laughs) yeah i i I did that on purpose if you didn't realize that brad um Perfect. Let's um, move on really quick. Is there any other soccer-related stuff that we are interested in discussing before we wrap things up? Um, I got two for you, um, and they're both uh, relating to the USL. I'll start with the Pacific Division one. Phoenix went to – where did they go? They went to Tampa Bay. Um, very interesting game, fun watch. It was a lovely evening. And they lost, I think it was three to one to uh, two to one to Tampa. Um, and this is a game that Phoenix fans are looking at and they're saying, oh, the referees, the referees messed us up. And everybody on Twitter and Reddit and all the other social medias are sitting there like Solomon Asante with the Falcon punch. You guys remember that? He does. You know, you don't get a complaint about the refs. Um, the other one is the interesting, pleasant surprise. Uh, you know, currently a first place team in the Mountain Division. I don't think anybody was expecting this. Rio Grande Valley, with a 41-year-old striker, has a perfect a perfect uh, start to the season. And I think, if I remember correctly, um, they've only conceded one goal in three games, and that was to San Antonio on Sunday. So. You know, I guess going independent from Houston uh, Dynamo or mostly independent from the Dynamo has been good for Rio Grande Valley. Other surprising teams is Tulsa is currently still undefeated in the Central Division. Um, And then no no surprise to anybody, uh, Tampa Bay is currently undefeated in the Atlantic Division. So that's your quick little USL kind of highlight in soccer world. Let me uh, jump on because you mentioned the Phoenix Tampa Bay match. Um, maybe, just maybe, Aiden Quinn is still an Orange County SC uh, person. You know, he goes and scores an own goal uh, in that loss, which helps Tampa Bay in their victory. Um, you, you know, hey, it's it is Phoenix. You know, Orange County. That's sort of the rival there. Maybe he's doing it on purpose. Who knows? Um, no, in all rea- in, in all, you know, real realistic terms here. Um, there's nothing Aiden could have done in that situation. That ball went is going to go into the back of the net, regardless of who it is that's in making that play, you know, nine out of 10 times, just at that angle, the pace on that ball. Um, you, you feel bad for the guy, you know, of course, as an orange County fan, I don't want Phoenix to succeed, but I still love Aiden Quinn. He was a great part of this team over the last few seasons. Uh, so it sucks that that happens, but it does happen. And if you watch it, he, he, he didn't look like he was, you know, it, it didn't throw him off his game. Like some players would be if that happened. So, um, he's a, he's definitely a professional uh, player out there on the pitch. So, um, go for that. Um, yeah, that's, that's going to be about it, uh, for my soccer stuff. Um, yeah, uh, let's just head on to our random thoughts here for, for this episode. And, um, since there's only the two of us, you're, you get to go first, Brad, what's your random thought? All right, so I'm still holding a grudge at a comment that a certain uh, commenter has made earlier about uh, Reno, and uh, in specific terms, I believe uh, he said something about how Reno is not an interesting place, uh, Mr. Andy King. 
uh, best area in Reno is a stretch. Reno is a lovely area. I've enjoyed living up here for the seven going on eight years that I've lived up here. Um, you know, I think the most splendid part is I can go and get some world qu- world class hiking in any area around this town. And if I really wanted to have a nice day with the most beautiful view in the world, in my opinion, I drive 45 minutes up to Tahoe. Um, and I think that's the most beautiful place in the world. And it's the number one reason why I still live up here is because I just go up and I get the clearest lake in the world, you know, kind of as my backyard. So you can hate all you want on this city, but there's a reason I'm still here. And it's because it is a wonderful city to live in that has only gotten better since I moved up here. So, but if you have to drive to another city to get that amazing view, is that technically part of Reno? I'm nothing against Reno. I'm not trying to to instigate here. I'm just I'm asking a serious question when when I ask that. Um, you drive five minutes or five miles in any direction, and you're technically in a different city in the Orange County area. Um, I I don't know how to respond to that. Uh, it's it's <laughs> it's a 45 minute drive for one of the best views in the world. Um, how far is it for you? It's more like a uh, oh, for me, I could drive. drive I could. Seven. I could drive ten minutes to get to to Dana Point and see some amazing uh, sea life in, in you know, and and waves and beautiful weather. And then I can also drive about an hour and fifteen minutes to get up to Big Bear if it's the winter time. Get some snow up there. I mean, so hey, I can go to a nice beach and I can go to a nice snowy area. Snow. Hey, we Air do get real snow, snow from time to time. It's not always the no. machine that's time the snow to out, right? time. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> who wants to be uh, in snow? You know, three months out of the year. Come on, man. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. So no worries. Uh, my random thought is sort of soccer related, and and I know people give me a hard time for talking about my kids' uh, soccer team, uh, but we won. Uh, as another match this past weekend, but in that match, we had the same ref from the previous week. And if you all recall from the previous week, that ref did not make a call when one of my players was tripped in the box, that the ball was not touched. My player got tripped, no call. And the ref told me that if he's making a play on the ball, I'm not going to blow my whistle. Fast forward to this past weekend, same exact ref, same exact scenario, except the roles are opposite. Now my player is the one tripping the other team. And what does the ref do? blows the whistle awards a penalty kick. Let me just say, and these are young kids. I was, I, I definitely probably said it 15 or so times to the ref to remind him of the call he made the previous week. Um, and in the end, you could tell he was a little frustrated with me, but he never gave me a card. So I kept asking him like, you know, to call it fair. And, and um, in the end, he basically told me I must've never played soccer. So uh, yeah, it was a, it was a fun weekend, but my boys, uh, you know, dusted off we we went down one zero because of that call and we ended up turning it around and they scored four goals in the second half um which was pretty amazing and i'm proud of those guys they fought uh really hard and they've they've improved tremendously from when i first started coaching many of these kids they've become really really great soccer players and we're not club we're not uh, you we don't recruit players we just take the players and keep them you know on our team if they have great attitudes and they've they've all gotten so good uh, at this game. So I, I love seeing it. I love seeing the growth of these young soccer players over the years. Okay. Done with that. Um, oh, and by the way, I, I see you responding to Andy. It looks like you guys are getting, giving some love back and forth. It's it's all friendly banter. Uh, as you know, Andy's a great person. He doesn't mean anything all uh, um, crazy. And, and I like what Andy has to say, right? We just want some consistency. And I literally was telling the ref that numerous times. I just want it consistent. If you're going to make the call this week, you should have made it last week. If you're not making it last week, don't make it this week. Uh, I, uh, I I would never be able to be a coach at a pro level because I'd be getting like kicked out of every single game with my, uh, yeah, with my critique of the refs. You're kind of being like the, the male version of a Karen. It's a nine-year-old soccer game, and you're you're going at a guy who's probably getting paid 10, 12 bucks an hour, maybe a little uh, bit more, but, but part-time at most. Um, no, you no, know, no, 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 hey, hey, no. Already miserable enough. And you know, he, he made sure to tell me, he made sure to tell me he is a California, a state referee for California, that he is a legit referee. He made sure he let me know that when I was questioning that call, he made sure to tell me, you know, I'm a state referee. So 
if you want to complain, you know, good Go luck type thing. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it, it's, it's all in fun, but I, I'm passionate about my kids and, and I could tell a lot of them were very emotional over that call because they all looked back seven days ago to know that it didn't get called then. So it, it's hard when you're nine, eight, nine years old and that's happening. It, it's hard when there's not the consistency. So, um, I want to thank everyone for watching this episode. We, Brad, we did it with just the two of us. Maybe this, uh, this works after all without the other two. Uh, you know, the one that was scared at a Padres game um, after both San Diego and Orange County losing to Tacoma this past week. Uh, and then Dylan um, out having some fun instead of, I guess, being bored with us. Um, really quick, Brad, uh, if any of our listeners are interested in following you on social media, where can they do so? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at pal on the sky. Normally it would be in the corner and there it is. It's down here, there. Perfect. And uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at DJ Ray Samora. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter at OCSC underscore soccer cast. Go to our website to listen to any of our past episodes, OCSCpodcast.com. Um, I want to thank Orange County defender or not defender goalkeeper Patrick Kukowski for joining us this for this episode. Also want to thank Dylan for taking a um, slight bit of time out of his evening to uh, join us uh, just to keep his streak alive. Brad, as always, awesome speaking with you. Uh, for all the listeners, thanks for listening to us and hearing what we have to say. Apparently, we we actually are somewhat interesting. Uh, so for everyone that I mentioned before, this is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, and we are out. Oh!